on Moto Maniacs and welcome to season 2020, episode 28 of the Piscino Report. Not sure who that is. Oh well. But this is the podcast that gets past the hype and gives you the lowdown on what's really going on in the MotoGP paddock. Well, here we are again, another race, another bout of insanity. After a shocker from Fabio, the peace dog, Mia, is now in the driving seat with a six-point lead in the championship. But in a typical 2020 fashion, the weekend just raised more questions than it answered. Of course, what's going on at Ducati? Is Alex the new Mark? When will we see team orders at Suzuki? If only we had a seasoned professional to help us. But we do. It's Mr. GP himself. <laughs> Manuel, how are you, mate? Hola, hola, here from Spain. And look, this season is not for, for pro- professional, but for the ones who have, how do you say, this ball where you look into the future? Crystal yeah, the, ball? The you know? crystal ball. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the professionalism is, is nothing about this season because uh, every weekend we have a surprise. The, before, the weekend before we talk about the invisible uh, podium, remember? Mm-hmm, yep. And this, I don't know, you are better English speaking than me, which would be the, the, the correct word for what happened in, in Aragon. Oh, that's a good question. Mayhem. It was mayhem. It, it, it was complete <laughs> another mayhem. And that person we can, we can see there, that's, uh, that, that's the, the apprentice to the master. So uh, how are you, Andrew? How's things going? How are you handling Rossi's third DNF in a row? Woo! I'm not used to having the man I love not finish all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, do you know what? I'm gonna. Can I be brutally honest? Mm, yes. I'm not really missing him. Disappointed. There's too much him. other excitement going on. True. Like, yeah, I want him to get better and I want him to do well, but at the same time, it's not. It's not boring without him. No, but I do have to say, on Saturday night, because here in Australia the racing now is on a stupid o'clock in at night. Mm-hmm. I stayed up and had to watch every single little piece of like quali- like yeah, qualifying and all that. And then Sunday I was just had my eyes hanging out my head and I was like, I can't stay up and watch the race tonight. Like I've got to get up <laughs> for work. So I was like, I'll watch, I'll watch Moto two and then I'll go to bed. I'll make sure I watch the race before we record and all that. And then after watching Moto three, Moto two, I was just like, beep work i'm yep. staying up yep. so i went to work on monday morning on about three or four hours sleep just oh wow you are really hooked. you are really hooked. i am yeah i, I must admit not. i did the same thing andrew i messaged you and i said i was going to bed but i started watching it and i couldn't tear myself away it's like an addict a drug addiction it's like forget everything else in your life like i remember when um, my life revolved around, oh, sorry, what was that? The podcast, you know, the podcast was like, oh yeah, I'll make time and we'll sit and do this. And now it's yeah. like, screw everything else. This is my priority. And I couldn't imagine watching it not live. I don't think I can do it. It's just not the same, is it? So let's start to break it down. Yeah. Manuel, first of all, let's get straight into it. Ducati, what's going on? Well, 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 uh, we have already spoken about uh, Rossi's absence, right? Because he mm-hmm. got, he got infected by COVID. Yep. Surprisingly, he got infected between Le Mans and uh, Aragon, which which were one week. And the question, and we throw the question into our podcast, is about if Valentino flew in his private jet from Le Mans to Italy, probably to Rimini, and in this uh, jet there was uh, Luca Marini, uh, Morbidelli, mm-hmm. Bagnaia, and all the others, 
strange, no? That just one got infected. Yep. We live, we live in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's your own symptoms. Because look, look what happened to another Italian rider, Arbolino, who was challenging for Moto3 championship. Mm -hmm. He flew in a standard uh, airplane, you know, uh, open airplane, and he got uh, confined because in that airplane, a guy seated two rows behind him was infected. So yeah. following the, pro the Italian protocol, he had to be um, locked down for 10 days. Okay, these are the ones who did not race. But the ones who did race and how did they race, we go on it. First, before getting to the race, we go th through quickly through the episode that happened on Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. During Q... Qualifying. Q1. Qualifying yep. between, between two... Former friends, yeah. question mark? Friends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Former friends yeah. that were Petrucci and Dovizioso, you know. Uh, the five Ducati riders didn't, ma didn't make it to go through Q2 straight. So they have to go to uh, Q1. The five, mm -hmm. no, the six Ducati riders were. So only two of them couldn't go to Q2. And what happened? that the only Ducati rider that has a chance to win the championship got out of this Q2 and pushed out by two of his uh, mates. That's right. His own one is Jack mates, Miller, yeah. Jack, Jack Miller, and the other one, Petrucci. And uh, what hurt really was that Petrucci made his lap time, the good one, uh, just slipstreaming Dovizioso. The, the two times Dovizioso went out to make his lap times. Mm. And this irritated Dobby to a point I have never ever seen him in this in this way you know because normally Dovizioso is a very calm rider you know it's the most normal one among uh, the 22 riders but this time he really got pissed off he was he was glove throwingly mad so like yes. like you know everything you've taught me again Manuel is about getting out there fight for yourself so i've heard the conversations over the last few days of um you know oh he should have been you know he's higher up in the championship he should have been given you know leeway to do it but then at I the same know. time you know danilo out there for himself did what he needed to do yeah not look normally the thing would i really don't know on which side to be you know because mm. the normal thing is Dobby, go out and do your job. And if you are capable to do it, okay. If you are not, you are not capable to do it. And uh, on the other side, look, being a team manager, a manager is a guy who runs a team, like the word says, a group or group <laughs> of person. And you expect for a manager to think forward and to uh, have the solution of all possible situations that will appear. This is management, basically. So, in Ducati, knowing that they have just one rider fighting for the championship, and there were six of them out there to challenge other five to challenge this guy, mm -hmm. they, you know, it, it was a must. And understand it however you want. It was a must that Dovizioso could go to Q2. And this how, I know that it will sound quite unfair, 
but the one who can control the power of the bikes, the top speed of the bikes, today you can do this with a computer. So the manager, you know, it sounds very, not very sportive, but uh, Stu, it is that's, how it is. That's how it is. That's exactly right. Yeah. So he should have passed to Q2. And Ducati management could have made it possible. But nobody really thought about this because they thought, okay, Domi will be capable to do this, but he did not. Mm. And uh, to make it short, after what happened, after uh, Dovi, uh, he saw himself out and he started from the 15th position on the grid, having a chance to fight for the championship. He got very much upset and he said uh, some rough things uh, uh, to, to Petrucci that is not normal. Like things like, normally Petrucci is intelligent, this time he hasn't been intelligent. So he called him stupid. Then he said, for all the things I have done for Petrucci in the last two years, I expected something different from him. So, you know, he like throw on the table all his, the bills. You know, if he has accumulated bills uh, along the last two years. Yeah. And throw this, it on the this, table. Yeah. yeah. The typical, has he calmed down since then or has he still got this opinion? Uh, no, no, he is. Uh, no, he will be calmed down because at the end of the race, he finished the best Ducati, seven. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. So he was asked, what would have happened if you had started uh, more in front? He said, well, I could have finished fifth. But at the end, once again, the destiny give, gave uh, uh, Dovizioso a new ticket for the, uh, the championship, you know? After mm -hmm. every week we say, he's finished, he's out. He's done. <laughs> gave him another freebie, another free life. Exactly, exactly. Okay, well, this is the situation. So they argued, uh, Petrucci instead said that after having been sucked from the team, he's racing by himself. So it would be no sense after having been ignored, you know, mistreated uh, from the team, by the team now, somebody come to him and uh, tell him to have team orders. And mm -hmm. this is the situation. This yeah. was before so, the race. Can I just say though, so on that, because I haven't, I don't know if it is an older, is it something they've stopped doing as much with the team orders or is it something they still do nowadays? Because in this situation, if they'd done, if it was obvious they gave team orders and they changed the way they were riding, I'd feel like I was getting ripped off a bit because they weren't all just riding to the best of their ability. You know, uh, Stu, I don't follow much Formula One, but you do. And mm. in Formula One, team orders is something that happened very normally, no? Normal. Every single race, there's always... Does it take normal. away that whole... Yep, it does. Yeah, because, because look, uh, I think we have said it here hundreds of times, or at least 28 times, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that the, the first rider a rider has to beat is his teammate. Mm. Correct? Because the teammate is the rider who has the same equipment than you. So if you are not better than your teammate, you are at least the second best. Okay. But even, sorry, can I say more? I've got lots. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But even like, I get the whole situation with him tucking behind and all that sort of stuff. But then again, too, why is, Do why was Dobby not shitty at Jack? Because it was actually Jack that knocked him out of that yeah, because place because into... it's very simple because uh, Petrucci made the lap time that pushed him out slipstreaming him. Just yeah, yeah, I get behind. that. 
But if Jack so, hadn't gone as fast as he did, it would have been yeah, Danilo uh, and Dovi. First, yeah, Petrucci wouldn't have done this lap time by himself without slipstreaming. Okay. And second, Jack is in another team. But he's still the one that ideally knocked him down. Yeah, but technically he's he's not part of the same team. He's part of a satellite okay, team. Okay, because it's a whole team yeah. thing. Indeed, um, yeah. I know you mentioned last week about how lovely, but was it um, Petrucci apologised for winning a race back when? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, this and time I heard he even said, this. Yeah. yeah, this time he said, no, I am racing. I'm not, last year I was racing for the team. This year I am racing for myself. But did he not want to, didn't he want to apologise for this? I think... I heard someone mention that he'd actually wanted yeah. to apologise. No, he said, okay, I'm sorry that he, he that Dovi didn't make it, but I am racing by myself, mm. for myself. Which you've got to respect that too, don't you? Like it's, yeah, 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 of it course, is a... 100%, 100%. Totally, you have to. Okay, what do you look, think, Stuart? I, oh, yeah, I'd look, I, I think Dovi's got a point. Dovi, I mean, as, as, as much as it's not good, team orders are a thing and the, the teams are available to, to be able to make them. Dovi's the only one that's in with the chance of the championship. And so there, there should have been more thought of that beforehand. That's 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 just my thoughts. But anyway, look. Uh, uh, so, sorry, uh, Stu, but there is something that we have to underline is that it happened in a qualifying, not in a race. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Even yeah. in a qualifying. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I do want to move on to to talk about some of the other, some of the other teams as well. But before I do, I just want to touch base on what your thoughts are, Manuel, with why the Ducatis did struggle so much, given that the previous history said that they were going to be really, really good. Was it purely down to temperature and they just, they weren't expecting the tires not to hook up? I really, I don't have a hundred percent answer to that, but if, if you see, they didn't work along the whole weekend. So yeah. this uh, new tire has really destroyed the Ducati's pre previous performance. Mm. But but you know, in Ducati, something strange because we, we have, where is Peko Bagnaia? He was the one who, in the past, we said, had learned to ride the bike with the new tire and he has disappeared. Yeah, completely. Incredible. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so look, let's, let's move on. I really want to talk about Honda for a change. And it's a, it's a shame that Dave's not in here with us at the moment because I know Dave is an absolute HRC nut. He'd be loving some of the results he's seeing now. I think at the beginning of the season, um, like four or five races in, Dave predicted we wouldn't see a Honda on a podium for another two or three years. So we'd be really happy about what we're seeing now. So Honda, have what have they done to the bike? Why is it going so well? Because it's like Marquez is doing very well, Alex, of course. But then you also look at how Cal and Tacker are going as well. There's The, the, the Honda is, is riding really, really well. So what what have they done, Manuel? Why is it going so well? Well, well, this is very interesting. Look, the first thing is that Aragon has always been a Honda track, right? Yep. Uh, but we put this apart. Look, it's the first time in the season where three Hondas, because brother doesn't count, uh, finished uh, among the eight first, three of them. And another curious thing be between the Hondas is that the rider who was supposed to be the second fastest rider in Honda, who is Carl Crutchlow, finished in third position. So the order is exactly the opposite that should be. You, understand? you see? Okay. And then look, I, I was so surprised with Alex Marquez that I have watched the race three times, like a real ma maniac. 
is it a possibility because I can't I don't know the rules around what they're allowed to do to the bikes did he maybe prove himself on the wet track last week and they went you know what let's give him a little bit more and made some little adjustments to give him a bit more of the bike look uh, what I, uh, what I was telling I saw the race just focusing on Alex you know mm -hmm. and I stopped many times the the video to to see his position when he was braking to see his riding position on the bike when he was exiting turns and it's amazing look and i was thinking if instead of seeing riders with the bike all these bikes were just a silhouette you say silhouette in english yeah yeah, yeah. all in black imagine them all in black and then without knowing who was on which bike uh, we if we saw Alex, we would think that he was there was a Yamaha rider. You understand yeah. what I mean? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because you didn't see the bike shaking, uh, sliding like Mark does when he rides the bike. So he was. If you, it was everything smooth. You know, it was like a non Honda. And look, another thing I saw is remember, or when you see a photo of Mark breaking you see like he does with his body and his arms, he does like a bow, no? Yep. You, you call it bow, yep. yes? With a bow because he puts a lot of pressure on mm -hmm. the front wheel because he needs to heat up the tire. If, just have a look uh, where, how the position of his uh, brother is on the bike. He has his arms like this. He's seated very back. He puts his ass in the back of the bike. Mm -hmm. So the, the weight on the bike when he brakes is completely different than Mark's. And this is because he's much taller. So he can move his weight on the bike in a very different way than Mark. Mark is small, so Mark wouldn't be able to do this. You know? He's like climbing over as he goes. Yeah, he, he, he attacks the, the things mm. in another way and he rides in a complete different way. And uh, Alex is, did you see the last turn getting into the back into the uh, finish uh, line yeah the straight before the end or the yeah the, the, the last the turn. yeah coming out of the, the straight. Yeah, if you watch you can see that the suzuki has been so far the bike who has turned easily more easy you know but the with the honda with alex was turning even better than yeah, it was, the it suzuki it was turning inside just about every other bike wasn't it incredible so yeah. and uh, you can see that he rides the bike in a different way and mm. to finish this it's very funny because after the race tak nakagami said i am curious because when alex uh, passed me i was thinking what the hell is he doing with this bike Nakagami, he had the same bike. And he said, I want to see his data, you know, to see how he's riding. Before this race, remember that Nakagami said for a long time, I have learned riding the bike looking at Mark's data. After that race, he oh. wants to see Alex's data, nice. you know? Yeah. So, so this think means that they have done something very different. That's what I was going to ask. So, so they've finally made some changes that, that suit Alex as opposed to, and it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like what they've been doing for years is forcing Mark's setup on, onto everybody and finding riders that are exactly. like Mark. So now they've accepted that Alex is different and they I mean, will, they're getting that focus and energy because Mark's not there. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, yes, and, and you can see, for example, again, um, you know, the riding is completely different. So there is no so much front pressure on the, on the tire. So, you know, Alex has come to make a little revolution. Nice. Oh, it was so good. And I saw a video of like Mark Marquez and his family watching the race. It was pretty cool. Okay, by the way, by the way, I got the news this morning. Um, I hope I am wrong. I hope it's a fake news, but it seems that Mark's arm is really bad. Really? Yeah, it looks like, it looks like, okay, that he's going undergoing a surgery in the next days again. Awesome. The scar's getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it seems that the bone has not is not uh, healing at uh, as it should. Okay, That's let's terrible. move. They should to... put a titanium bone in. Yeah, they yeah. should. It, he'll be like Wolverine, indeed. Yeah, let's let's move through. The, the the other thing we wanted to talk about Suzuki. So, oh, everyone is scared of the Suzuki now. I think that there was there was guys on the weekend. I think Morbidelli was going. He couldn't believe the pace of that Suzuki. It was insane um, at, at Aragon. Rins was up front. Mears in third. Mir's the one winning the championship at the moment. He's six points in the league of the world championship. When are we going to start seeing team orders? Talking about team orders, Andra. When are we going to start seeing that from uh, Davide Rubio? That is a good question. Uh, we have asked Davide after the, after the race in Aragon because uh, there are four races to go. And now I think the championship will be decided in the last race with a gap That's of three, four, five points. So David Video is a very smart guy. You know, he said, well, we have to think about this. It will be not easy because Rins and Mid doesn't get along very well. Mid has been challenging Rins almost every race, you know, almost every race, and now Rins won. The key of the Suzuki, now, it's very clear at this point, the Suzuki is the most balanced bike of the, of the class, of the category, and it's basically, uh, we have seen that the Suzuki are very strong at the end of the races, right? And they are capable to do this because their tire wear is much more, uh, how do you say? Even. Even. Even, yes. Yeah. So when they are, the, the rest starts to struggle, the Suzuki can keep almost the same pace at the beginning. And this is the key of the Suzuki. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And it seems they can, they can turn those tires on in these colder temperatures especially on the edge of the tyre, a lot more than any of the other bikes can. You know, as, we've, as we've seen with Ducati, really struggling in cold temperatures. So do you think that's something Suzuki have, have done on, on purpose? No, I don't know. It's the job of their engineers, you know. Yeah. But we they have seen now. Whoever it is, clearly. Yeah, the Honda, we have seen surprise. Look, to confirm uh, about the good performance of the Honda, we will need to go to a new track, okay? This weekend, when we have Aragon 2, they are supposed to do well, but it's a pro Honda track. Let's see what happens in Valencia. Right? Indeed. Yeah, so in, in regards, sorry, if I could just say, in regards to like fuel consumption, did they get the fuel consumption completely accurate for Rins's bike? And did he run out of fuel on his warm, on his warm down lap? Yes, this is absolutely studied, right? So the engine, they, the engine knows the, how much fuel it has consumed and the oh. engine calculates how much, so they cut the power. So they may cross the finish line and 100 yeah. meters later run out of fuel. But this oh is, this actually with this, all this software is very easy to, to calculate. All right. And, and, and I think we should switch before we go, we should switch to 
Yamaha, especially to Quartararo, no? Yeah. What happened? What happened to Fabio? Look, the official version is that the pressure of the tires was not the right one. Yep. And this is the official version, and this is what happened. But we're on but, the Pacino report now, Manuel. What's the real reason? Okay. No, <laughs> the real reason, and now the failure on the pressure happened. This is real. But it's not like uh, Fabio said when he finished the race. No, the team made a, prob uh, a wrong cal uh, calculation, right? Calculated wrong. It was not the team. It was a failure by the Michelin engineers. Oh, really? oh, it wasn't an excuse. It wasn't another excuse. No, no, no. And it was a problem oh. by the Michelin engineers. Whoops. And, you know, and this opened for the skeptics and the conspiration lovers. Mm -hmm. This opens a lot of books, you know, a lot of doors and windows and say, hang on. Why did they, you know, yeah. you can't let it go. But it was a failure, and I know very well that the Fabius crew chief obviously is upset because he had to swallow coming out as the as the being the responsible of this. That's terrible. That's terrible. So we're going to see better from him next weekend. So this is I want to push forward to just have a bit of a talk about this weekend. So now that mistake has 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 come out in the in the past. So do you think Fabio can make amends this weekend and have a much better performance? Look, uh, Stu, after what we have seen this year, to do any kind of prediction is like, hey. Ah. <laughs> Look, Indeed. let's see. Dovizioso should qualify better. So he should. We always put uh, the should. Yep. Should qualify better, so have a better race. Obviously, twice can happen the the failure or with fabio's tire can happen twice okay then uh, the teams or the suzuki you know rins shouldn't finish in front of me anymore <laughs> we can put a lot of shoot 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 and then yeah. next monday we just jump and you know back and we have no idea of nothing exactly but it will be interesting exactly. it will because the weather looks it will be very good again Okay, so even warmer than last weekend, you think? Yes, it will be warmer because uh, at midday it's pretty warm. It's about 20 degrees. When it's very cold, it's in the morning. That's three, four degrees. So the thing they have to do, in my opinion, is just to push forward the practice sessions. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, fantastic. So uh, once again, Stu, wow. the champion completely open. It is. Four races to go. Four riders there to have a chance. Yep. I think the key thing that I'm looking for this weekend is, as you say, I want to see if Mir finishes in front of Rins. I want to see if those two are riding anywhere near each other. What happens? I think we might, we might just see Rins just, just button off that throttle a little bit and, and let Mir go on through. That's, that's what I'm looking for there, race. And the confirmation of Alex Marquez is also something that we are all looking for. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you so much for your time again, Manuel. As always, it's been absolutely incredible. Andrew, did you have any final comments to uh, talk to our viewers and our listeners about before we head off? Um, follow us on social media, jump on Twitter. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can listen to us on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, you can watch us on YouTube. Indeed uh, drop you us can. a message. Hit the notification bell, like, subscribe, tell all your friends, give us a five-star rating, all that sort of thing. It's been absolutely wonderful. The main thing you've got to do, get watching those races. 
find someone to go and, and support and watch them lose. <laughs> Andra, what are you going to do with your Valentino Rossi t-shirt? <gasps> I'm going to sleep in it. Yes, Fair enough. Because the <laughs> Start supporting Luca Marini, obviously. That's I'm it. buying a Patronus t-shirt next. They're my favourite team. <laughs> <laughs> adios, adios. Wonderful. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.